Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father God, good morning, Lord Jesus. 
Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Chadline. Come on, everybody, put your hands together. It's got to get better. All over the world. Listen to these words. People come. People go. Your life has been out of control. You're confused. But don't worry. It's got to get better. It's going to be
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So all I can say is thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think if I could try to express how I feel this morning, I don't know if I could. But you know what? I know songs can. And this song expresses how I feel. This is my prayer this morning in this song. Fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword, his truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah! Glory, glory, hallelujah! Glory, glory, hallelujah! Our God is marching on. Watchfires of a hundred circling camps They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps His day is marching on delivering me as we were um, when I cut that music on I cut that music on and um, 
I began to experience sovereign deliverance. And I love it. See, I stay open for deliverance 24-7. I do deliverance so that I can stay delivered, you know? Because uh, I had a legion, a legion of demons. So all day long, I'm talking to people with demons and interacting with people with demons. That's how you and I met. It has something to do with demons. So periodically, I will get a parent or Ted Liner. A Ted Liner sent me this yesterday. And I want you to hear it. It, it blessed my soul. I mean, I got, I get five or six praise reports every day. But I don't get this every day. I want you to listen to this. Just listen. And then I'm going to tell you what it is. Jesus is the best gift. He died on the cross to save our sins. Nasty bad guy. He is the best I believe him. Jesus, Jesus is the best He died on the cross to save our sins. Nasty bad guy. He is the best I believe him. What this is, <laughs> this is a mom walking in the kitchen and catching her four-year-old praising God and singing to Jesus. Do you hear him? She said, Jesus is the bestest. Listen again. Jesus, Jesus is the bestest. He died on the cross to save our sins. Nasty bad guy. He is the bestest. I'll leave him. Jesus, Jesus is the bestest. He died on the cross to save our sins. Nasty bad guy. He is the bestest. I'll leave him. Jesus, Jesus is the bestest. He died on the cross to save our sins. Nasty bad guy, he is the bestest. I'll leave him. He is the bestest. <laughs> uh, did you hear it? Nasty bad guys. I just love it. These are the kind of things that really like, you know, just send me over the top. And something happened. Um, it was one of those deals yesterday where God told me to get up and go somewhere. And so I said to Brother Joe, I said, because um, we're getting work done on the truck. Jesus is the bestest. <laughs> he died on the cross to save our sin. Four years old singing to Jesus. And he was in the kitchen by himself, I think his mom said. <laughs> and I don't know what's happening, but I went into one of the darkest places I've ever been. And the, and I don't I've got to find out what is happening. 
I got the pictures, some pictures on the phone. Um, Jose's going to make a movie out of what he took. But I, I'm telling him now. But we went over to the National uh, Memorial for the Unborn. And I was compelled. It was one of those things where I couldn't rest. You know, I said, Brother Joe, Enterprise is right across the street from the church. So I said, let's just rent a car and go over there. And uh, the car we got, I'll never forget, um, we call our suburban Goldie because it's that gold color. But I'll never forget when I used to be up and down the highways and I would have somebody in the, in the truck that had demons and was sold out to demons. And the truck would shake. Sometimes, sometimes the wind would be so rough, it would feel like it's going to turn the SUV. And this is suburban, over. So I know what it feels like when demons are with you and, um, and they're trying to disturb something. The, the, the demons were trying to cause that car, the rental car, mind you, Something was wrong with the back end of it. And and I, I rolled the window down because it's the first time I've been out, I guess, in a month or two. And it was shaking, and I said, uh-oh. And it, this happened on the way after we left there. But when I got over there, it was dark. It was It, it looked like I saw Miami look one time. One time... I was driving into Miami, and Miami had a big black cloud over it. And I said, oh, boy, we're going to have a problem here. It was dark. And we found the place, and it had a, it had a sign on the door that said, stop. One of the signs that attracted me to that memorial was the fact that it said, these gates are open 24-7. So we walked around to the gate, and it had a sign on the front of the gate that said, these gates are closed. Do not enter, or something like that. And it had the biggest padlock i ever seen. I mean, this padlock was so big that I just looked at, I should have taken a picture of the padlock. So I said, stick your camera through the gate and let's take pictures of uh, the rock, the mother holding the child, and where the pavers were supposed to be with the pool, I mean, the pool they called it. So we stuck our cameras through the gate and I took pictures. And Brother Joe went around to this other door, and it said, stop, do not enter. Someone will meet you at the door. And I said, this just doesn't look right. Something's wrong here. So I walked back out, and um, I stood under this tree so I could take a picture of this plaque. And a 
big gray bird. It startled me because it flew up and out the middle of the tree like it was a watcher bird. The birds, you know, sometimes I might get, I'm going to teach you about them birds. <clears throat> this bird was on a watch. And after I turned around, I said, Jose, what, what kind of bird? I was hoping he wasn't going to say an owl. I was really praying he was not going to say an owl. He didn't. He said it was a big uh, gray bird. Now, I don't know how much you know about witchcraft, but uh, people that do heavy witchcraft use pigeons and birds. And see, when we first got to church here, there was birds that would come and peck on the window and just disturb you. You know, crazy birds, but really they witchcraft birds. And it took us about a month. It took me a month using every kind of repellent, every kind of... That's why if you come over here, you'll see white stuff on the windows. But that's because I had to I had to run them birds away, with, and I had to anoint every window. I had to break up whatever the devil uh, had designs for this church. So I said, something is wrong here. After I saw the padlock, then I looked down at the ground, and I said, man, there's so many leaves on this ground. I said, I'll come over here and rake up these leaves. I said, we'll come over here and clean it and get this place right if, if that's what God wants us to do. Now, I know God has me on an assignment. The first assignment was to understand, because, see, I didn't know anything about a life certificate or anything like that. And the and this lady sent me all her materials um, from another state because she was closing down, um, and she had been ministering to um, people that had had abortions for about 20 years or more, maybe. So she told me she was in her 80s and that she, <clears throat> she just couldn't do it anymore, so she sent me all her stuff. And I looked at her stuff, but I didn't, I didn't use it. The only thing I looked at was that scripture that said about Rachel lamenting and crying. Because I don't use other folks' stuff unless, I mean, I never have. So I had to wait for God to give me my own message. Y'all like my own message. I like the message that's anointed for me. So it was so heavy, it almost, I had on a mask. And it almost took my breath away. It was so heavy. So then I looked around and I saw um, all these pro-choice kind of places. I guess I, I thought they stopped doing abortion in Chattanooga, but today I'll find out what the deal is. But something is wrong. I don't know. The I said maybe because of the coronavirus, but why would the coronavirus cause them to shut that up when the, the gardens and all this is outside anyway, and it has a fence around it? So then Brother Joe came back and said, it looks like 
on the other side of this building is a pro-choice. I said, okay. I said, did you go in the door? He said, no, because it said, and, and, and all the time I'm walking around, it's two girls, two women in the building laughing, like mocking or something, laughing. So I said, wait a minute, what is really going on here? And then I looked on the lot, and it had two of those um, containers, moving and storage containers on the on the parking lot. And so I said, well, maybe I don't know what's happening, but I do know this. God sent me there yesterday because he's not pleased. And he delivered me prior to going there so that I would not be overcome. I would have fresh fire and fresh anointing stepping up in that place because the oppression was so heavy. You could feel it in your feet. You could feel it coming up your legs. You could feel it over your head. And I just stood there. And I just began to bind and rebuke Satan. And I asked God, you know, did they have they run out of money? Have they lost the place? If they couldn't have. I mean, anyway, just pray that I could find out why God sent me there yesterday and that I can somehow be a help to them. Because this is very important to God. See, God sends you where things are important to him so that you and the anointing in you can bring life or resurrection power to the situation. Now, I had already paid for um, the marble thing and the pavers and the brick and the life certificate. So when I came back, God said, look up life certificate. And I said, okay. He said, because... You're going to have to make your own. I said, okay. He said, you can um, look at all these templates and he said, but Ted Line going to have to make up their own. And so then I thought to myself, this church sits on about, about maybe it's one parking lot on the right side is probably a, a half an acre. And then the parking lot on the left side it's about a half an acre. And then the church probably sit on an acre. So this is probably about five acres total. Maybe five acres. So I said, God, you know, uh, I ain't got no problem with building a memorial garden. I was going to put, uh, I'm going to put a dog, a dog houses and dog tracks on one side. That was going to be the last thing I do. But I don't have a problem putting a memorial garden on the other side. So I'm going to ask the people that, um, you know, they got the trademarks and all of that. Um, if, if, I, if they will license me or um, give me something to allow me to use their trademarks, or if they being shut down, I would gladly give them space here to continue on. I don't know what the deal is. 
but I'm about to find out in the next couple of days. So I wish you tailliners would pray in agreement with me. Th- that work cannot end. That work cannot that that work cannot be shut down by the devil. It cannot be. I mean, I just found out about it, and it was run by the Presbyterian Church over there. So whatever whatever they need me to do to help or however I can help, including going over there with rakes and wheelbarrows and physically cleaning the place up. Remember that cleanup woman anointing? Um, I'll do that. Whatever, whatever it takes. But that work cannot be ended. That work cannot stop. That work cannot because the only person who would want to stop it is Satan. Is Satan, and he 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 wants to pervert everything of God. You know that. So that's where I went yesterday. I was over there, and I was praying on those grounds. And ask God to expose whatever the problem is so that we can help. This is the ministry of helps anyway. That's what we do. Praise God. So I'm, I'm going to call him back today and um, try to get somebody. The owner, the, the founders and directors live on Lookout Mountain. I like to live on Lookout Mountain in the summertime, but not in the wintertime. <laughs> I happen to love Lookout Mountain. That's one of the places God sent me to, remember? When I first came here, he told me, go up. And some of you have been up there already. Uh, you say, go up to the top of that mountain in prayer and pray. So... Got to find out. Got to find out what's happening so that we can be um, helped. Now, don't, and this is another thing. Yesterday, I was talking to a person that I don't know that well. And the person said to me, it really, really kind of, I had to straighten them out. She said, she said, Sister Erica, I'm going to be better than you. I said, what you mean by that? Better than me. I said, why do you think I'm spending my time teaching you, Dodo? I mean, for real. I said, let me tell you something. There's no competition here. I don't have any competition. I said, the job I got to do is bring people to Jesus. Now, if you want to compete and win the souls, let's do it. But I said, you're never going to be a good a minister of spiritual freedom. And so she looked me in the face and said, what? I said, because you still, the very thing I ministered about today, you fleshly and carnal. If you think there's some competition. Something's wrong with you. 
I said, that's nothing but the world talking through your mouth. I said, why would I want to be in competition with you and train you? And I called her again, Dodo. And when I say Dodo, I mean, have you ever seen a baby deer, a little doe? It just look at you with its wise, eyes wide open as it's running in front of your car. So I got I to gotta make that emphatically clear this morning. I'm not in competition with anybody. I would be stupid. I mean, and believe, trust something. I'm not. I'm not. I pray that what I, this is my philosophy. In, in case some of you new people don't know what my philosophy is, let me tell you. If I somebody led Billy Graham to the Lord, I used to study Billy Graham. I used to go places. As a matter of fact, he come out the Presbyterian Church too. I used to go places where he preached his first sermon. Been there, but not just him. Jonathan Edwards, Wesley, because I wanted proof and validation from God that all these people existed. You know why? And then they formed colleges because that's my the the reason I went to ORU because I was enamored with Oral Roberts following God and building a big uh, educational institution. I just like to see God show me people who've done it. Because if God show me somebody who's done it, all I need to know is that it can be done. And even if I've never seen it, I know that God can equip and empower me to do it if it ain't never been done before. Competition? Get out of here. Nope. That's just crazy. But you know what? Demons make people crazy. Demons make people crazy for real. But see, I'm just crazy enough because remember now, I was crazy for real. Remember I told you, I lost my mind. After losing all those millions of dollars, I went crazy for real. And you know what God showed me? He can give you a new mind. I lost my mind. And God gave me the mind of Christ. Brothers and sisters, right now, you tell God, ain't no competition. Ain't no competition here. It would be absolutely stupid for me to think I could compete with somebody. You you and I haven't lived the same life. You wasn't in Vietnam. Now, you may have been in a nation that was at war. I've never been there. So God taught you from being in the middle of a nation in war. He taught me from being in the middle of a war between nations. You see what I'm saying? And besides that, the Bible says one Holy Spirit, each member fitly joined together. You might be an eye, another person might be a kidney, another person might be a fingernail, 
But you try to walk around here with no fingernail on your fingers and see how unpleasant that is. That's why some of you don't don't learn when God sends people to teach you. Because you think you got to be competing with for what? Because that's the way the world has programmed you to think. But yesterday I said to you, you got to change. You got to come out the world. You got to come out the world's way. You see, this is my philosophy. If I have any little bitty small part in sharing something with you that allows you to go, to go out there and be the greatest soul winner in the whole world the world ever seen, when we get to heaven, <clears throat> you might have a diamond for doing that. But let me tell you something. I'm going to have a ruby or I'm going to have an emerald. Or I'm going to have a pearl. You see? So it is in my best interest. It is in my best interest in Christ Jesus to help you be all that you can be. And that was an army. <laughs> that, that was part of that army um, um, slogan that I helped develop with the ad agency and the other um, uh, military team members. Be all that you can be in the U.S. Army. Be all that you can be in the Army of the Lord. Set your face like Jesus. Set your face like Jesus. To do the best that you could do for God. Ain't no competition. There ain't nobody like you. There's a, ho- a whole household of faith that is waiting for you. There's a whole household of faith that you're supposed to go out and win for the kingdom. There's a whole household of faith that Jose got to win. I ain't got nothing to do with it. There's a whole household of faith that Virginia got to win. And God's going to use every inch of everything that he has placed in Miss McDougal to win the loss at any cost. Nobody else can do it because nobody else has what God has put in her. You got to see things from God's perspective. You got to change your way of thinking. You got to think with the mind of Christ. And believe me, that's big. That's big. I got a song from a four-year-old that's probably going to snap somebody back to Jesus. The whole perspective, your whole perspective has got to be, I've got to win the loss at any cost. Jesus said, I do the will of my father. That's got to be your perspective. 
to do the will of your father. The reason God is setting you free is for himself. Yay, God. There was an old song, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Because what he's done for me is for me to do for somebody else. Are you following me this morning? Your perspective to be successful in Christ is to be like Jesus, your example. I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Your whole perspective has got to be like these songs I play. I see God in everything. I see God in everybody. I'm ministering to some people that the world had given up on them because of drugs or because they was just born. Um, you know, you know, you want to know the real truth? They were born. And they came here very smart. And the people that were supposed to teach them were dumber than them. So therefore, they couldn't receive nothing from their teachers. And they went on off in their own world. Where it was capable of reaching them and taking and exceeding them. But it was so far ahead of other people that they just said, oh, this person is not all here. Well, they, they were right. they here. And they 10 eons ahead of everybody else up there. You got to begin to see from God's perspective. Think from God's perspective. How you do that? The mind of Christ. How you do that? Lord, I, you know what? I prayed every day for about 15 years. Lord, not my will but thy will be done. Let my will become your will and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every day, tear down my will. Tear down stubborn self-will. Let my will become your will and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every day I prayed it. And finally, I got the assurance that I was out of myself. You can have that. You got to have it. You got to have it. You know why? This world we living in, right now, it has changed so drastically, you don't know how the world going to function by Friday. <laughs> Today is what, Tuesday? You don't know how the world going to function by Friday. You don't know what's going to be up by Friday. You don't know right now what's going to be up by Thursday. But I was trying to be nice and say Friday. But this one thing you know. As long as you are in the will of God, it's going to be good for you. As long as you are in the will of God, it's going to be good for your family. As long as you are in the will of God, it's going to be good Good, good, and goodness, and more goodness. As that little kid, four years old, say, 
the bestest. How could he know that? How could he, he was making a song up as he went along. How could he know that? How could he sing that? Except it was imparted unto him by God's own Holy Spirit. Wake up! Wake up! I'm talking to your spirit, man. I'm talking to your soul. I'm talking to your body. Body, wake up! Be healed! people come here and tell me you don't understand Erica and I tell them you right I don't help me out understand what and then they'll tell me how they have this special calling on their life how they better than everybody else how they more and, and I say to them well why are you sitting up in here why are you here I'm not the end all of nothing why are you here? If God has all that in you so much more than anybody else, why aren't you caught up like Enoch? Then they look at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I'm just quoting you the word of God. Because the Bible says God is not a respecter of person. He's a respecter of faith. So if you got more than everybody else, you should have more faith than everybody else, and you should be out here cleaning out hospitals. I know a man who did that one time. He just recently went to be with the Lord. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He went to the hospital to pray for one person. They put him out the hospital. Because everybody on the floor got ill. This is not something I imagine. This is people I know, live, and talk to. And they built my faith that, hey, whoo. Maybe, and my, my objective is like this. Well, maybe I can't heal, get the whole hospital. But you know what? I can get that one. I can get that one. And then, and then God began to show me. You know what, Erica? Jesus had a ministry, a one-on-one, along with the masses. I said, hey, that'll work. But he said, all, all I need you to do, Erica, is I need you to clean them up and get them to me. I'll take it from there. <laughs> I'll handle it. I said, thank you, Lord, because you know I'm not capable. One time, and I just started about six churches now and turn them over to other people because I would cast out the demons, get them cleaned up, and then they would come. And if they got back in the problem, you know what I did one time? I shut the church down. I said, this, this is ridiculous because I couldn't understand why they couldn't stay free. And if they couldn't stay free, what was the purpose of a church? I locked the door. Say, go, go find you somewhere. <laughs> where you can sit under somebody and stay free. 
or then the next, the next time I would find young people and say, look, I'm not a pastor. You handle this. I got it here for you. Now you run with it. See, that goes back to my old Kenny Rogers song. I told you I went in Miami. I saw that black thing meet me over my head. I never run into as much witchcraft. I, I told you what I did. I got up out of there running. But I told them when I was leaving, I ain't never coming back to Miami as long as I live. I ain't never seen nothing like this. Even on the foreign mission field, it wasn't like this. I said, I'm never coming back. God said one day, pack up and go to Miami now. I was ready. Because he had taught me how to handle that witchcraft. He had taught me how to rise above it. Make it come under subjection. But God loves to raise up somebody who lives a national. Who lives in the nation. Lives in the country. Lives in the county. Lives in the city. Lives in the state. Comfort ye others with the comfort that I have comforted you with. That's the Bible. So don't let the devil trick you about Sister Erica. Because like I told that young lady, I said, now look, I've been doing this for 35 years. Do you really think you competition for me? If there was such a thing. Teachers don't feel like that. Teachers empower their students. And that's when you know if you have a teaching anointing on your life. I do. But then I also know I can flow in any one of the five-fold ministry areas that God needs me to flow in when he needs me to do something. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, whatever. Missionaries do that, but we just missionaries. We just come to help with the almost forgotten ministry of help. See, a lot of pastors think the ministry of help is you got to clean out the toilet. I'll do that. You got to sweep the floor. I'll do that. You got to wash the pews. I'll do that. But at the, at the other hand, I feel like I can raise the dead. I feel like I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I feel like I can cast out demons. Well, not only do I feel like it, I've got the skill, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, and the anointing, and I'm filled with the glory. But you know what? I'm not stupid. It's not me. It's Christ in me. It's not you. It's Christ in you. And that's what I told that lady. You know, you're going to be way off. If you think you can do this, if you think you can raise the dead, if you think you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, you're going to have a lot of disappointment. And you're going to take a lot of beatings and beat down till you understand 
It is Christ that works in you. It's the blood of Jesus that laid the foundation. It's the blood of Jesus when applied. But we came to a good understanding. We came to a good, good understanding. She in the Bible studying. And she's going to make it. But nobody had told her the truth. She had listened to all these hype doctrines. You can do this. And you can, yeah, you can. But without a foundation in Christ that's steadfast, immovable, and always abounding, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. Oh, God, it's so good. He's so good. I I just want to play this little tune just because I like it. Well, I was waiting on platform nine Cause the boys got a pay his dues And I was sitting there killing time I was doodling on my shoes And I was noodling on this song I was humming it all along And when the boss finally came I put my book away And I didn't get back home till dawn Where would I go without you? Without you to guide my way Where would I be without you? I'd be wandering day by day Believers 
are not supposed to be fighting and continually fighting for victory. At some point, you're supposed to be fighting from victory. You see, we know the end of the story in every battle that we face. When Jesus obeyed God by dying on the cross as a man, he wrestled we're not fighting flesh and blood. He wrestled the keys of dominion away from the devil. And that is why when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. He said that in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 19. You see, it was Jesus that restored our original commission to rule the earth. Think about this for a moment. Jesus died, descended into hell, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave out of the hands of Satan. If Jesus has all authority, that's supposed to mean that Satan has none. And if you are in Christ, you are supposed to be able to carry Jesus' authority into every circumstance, every geographical location, and every situation. But you see, some of us bought these lines, and some of these preachers don't want anybody to raise up because you know what? They're not where they should be in Christ. They don't have enough spiritual understanding to maintain their spiritual authority. And how are they going to teach you what they don't have? How are they going to teach you to understand what they can't understand? How are they going to teach you how to be free when they are captive themselves of some evil scheme? of the devil that has them living an inferior life. Put this in the chat room. Your battle on this earth is not simply to establish your faith. It's not. That is so selfish and so wrong. Your battle is not simply to establish your own personal faith, but your battle is to demonstrate light in a dark world. Your battle, what you call to do, is to demonstrate light on this earth. You call, hallelujah, to carry and bring in the goodness of God because your very presence is supposed to overwhelm evil. Your very presence is to overcome lies. Hallelujah. Your very presence brings in the presence of God's Holy Spirit, your very presence is supposed to displace the powers of darkness. You're supposed to be fighting from victory. From victory. You're fighting 
against the invisible yet tangible realm. But you fighting from victory. How many of you think you gotta get victory? You fighting from victory. Jesus already done it. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Not carnal. But powerful. For the destruction of the works of the enemy. Destroying, tearing down speculation. And every high-minded, high thing raised up against the knowledge of God. You see? You're not supposed to be still struggling. Trying to believe that the spirit world exists. You have victory over that. But some of you still struggling with your intellect. Not even understanding that if you don't understand the spiritual world and these spirits, you're never going to, you never, how can you have to defeat something that's already defeated? They're tearing you up for no reason. You know what? So a lot of people come to Christ, you know, because some lying preacher done said, oh, you got this gift. And they don't even have the Holy Spirit. That's the gift. The gift is the Holy Spirit. But you know, over there in uh, Paul, Paul was trying to unveil the mystery of the spiritual realm to us. When he said, look what he said. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be what? Ignorant. Or unaware. The word gift here is not in the original Greek text. The verse should actually read Now, concerning the spiritual brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Paul is using the gifts of the Spirit as an example of how the Spirit realm functions. Of high functions. Brothers and sisters. Evil spirits. Are just as influential. In one part of the world. As they are in any other part of the world. You know the only difference. They just manifest differently. Same spirit, same demon. The devil does not make himself obvious to us. The Bible says instead he masquerades as an angel of light. But the Bible says that we are to be aware of his schemes. 
Bible says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh. You got that? They're not fleshly. And the other part of that is this. Witchcraft understands. Witchcraft, shamans, witches understand one thing that we don't seem to be able to get. Put this in the chat room. The spirit-spiritual world is having an impact on your daily life. It's having an impact on you right now as I'm talking. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Jose 4 and 5. If you're going to walk in the full freedom that Jesus purchased at the cross, it is imperative. You don't even have a, 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 a choice anymore. It is imperative that you begin to understand the spiritual realm as it is impacting your life every day, right now, today. Stop. Stop being tricked. Don't nobody want your gift? If you ain't won the world, you ain't got nothing. You're trying to perfect it just like everybody else. Learn. Get some understanding how it operates. Then you will become a threat to the devil. And he'll be running away from you instead of being there harassing you. He ain't harassing you because you know so much or you got so much. He harassing you because you don't know. I say he's harassing you because you don't know. See, you've been called to victorious living. But you need to be equipped to overcome. Jesus said so in John 14, 30. He said, I will not speak much more with you. For the ruler of the world, this world, is coming, and he has nothing in me. There was no legitimate place that the devil could claim in Jesus' life. And our Father, God, his son Jesus, and by the power of his own Holy Spirit, wants you to be able to make that same declaration. It should be your pursuit. Advancing the kingdom of God requires bringing the rule of heaven to people's lives, empowering people to get loose from the demonic entanglements and and being equipped to live in true freedom, in true peace, in true holiness. See, I always say, 
that little four-year-old singing that song, that four-year-old blocked the devil that day, yesterday. Because his Holy Spirit Getting free is not the issue. Staying free. Getting free is just being free from the demonic uh, attachments and those things that are getting off of you, out of you, from around you. Staying free and living in freedom is actually a process of reclaiming, possessing, taking ownership of what now rightfully belongs to the Lord and where the Lordship of Jesus is being brought into every area that he possesses in the life of an individual. And it's supposed to be holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, Holy, 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 H-O-L-Y, holy, holy. I just thought I'd have a talk with you this morning. I pray you got something out of this. I pray that the Holy Spirit open up the eyes of your understanding this morning. I pray you've already been cleansed by the blood. I pray this morning that you're ready, that you don't have to be recycled. Deliverance is already here. God, I'm going to say this again, is right now. God has put that pressure on you. What do you tell Peter? The gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. It won't. The gates of hell cannot prevail against you unless you let them. It is time for you to reclaim your own possession. Don't worry about somebody else. Reclaim your own. And I'm going to tell you this one, like Kiki Shear say, don't judge me. I'm trying to live this life. I'm trying to make heaven. I'm trying to help you. Well, why do I, why do you really want to help me? What's the, what's the bottom line? You know why? I got to have a big mansion in heaven. I got to have, I got to have it. My father is rich in cattle and lamb. I got to have a big spread when I get to heaven. But not only that, I want a big spread while I'm down here on earth. I just want to be happy. Don't you? Don't you? Aren't you aware that you got somebody that detests happiness in you? Somebody 
not a human being that doesn't like to see that big smile you've been walking around here on your face with lately. No human being gave you that. That came from God. But it was you that mustered up enough faith to believe. Don't stop now. Cross the finish line. Don't let nothing stop you from getting to what God has promised you. Because you have a measure of freedom. You have a measure of faith right now. You home. You home. The kingdom of God is within you. Wherever you are, God is. Act like it. Live like it. Speak like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. And then get you some treasure. Win the loss at any cost. I mean the joy unspeakable that you're about to experience ain't nothing like you experienced before. Why? Because what 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 do you want God to say to you? What do you want God's thoughts to be about you? Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Well done. Thou good and faithful
is Erica Shepherd coming to you from under open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the deadline. I'll see you later. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.